Welcome to episode 113 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. It's Monday night, and Monday Night Raw is going on right as we record because we just had the Royal Rumble this past Saturday, which is one of the most fun events the WWE has to offer as they are on the road to WrestleMania. This is kind of what sets everything up, and boy, do we have a lot to break down. So without further ado, let's introduce the fellas real quick. Grabby has another autograph signing for his new novel this evening, so he won't be able <laughs> to join us. But we do have my guy down in Bayview, Mr. Matt Michelson, who keeps it freshly squeezed. What up, Matt? Can you dig it, sucker? Yes. <laughs> First yeah. Spinroonian years, and it was oh. amazing. Yeah, you know, I was kind of like 50-50 on him. I know, mm-hmm. I mean, San Antonio, Texas, Booker T, you know, I, but like, boy, his legs are kind of looking a little, I'm not going to say Forrest Gumpy, but uh, like, you know, like there's, they're not as, uh, they're not as uh, crisp. Not they might have been skipping leg day. Yeah, they're not as thick as they used to be for sure. Um, Yeah. Booker T's been skipping leg day, it seems like. But to be fair, the guy hasn't wrestled in how many yeah. years? And he comes out looking more jacked than I could ever dream to be. So the long awesome. dreadlocks were impressive. He was lugging those around. Those had to be like 30 pounds as is on its own. Yeah, probably. But um, yeah, good to see Book get back into it. Um, definitely entered the ring better than Titus O'Neil. Uh, <laughs> so he had that going for him. Nice little that's, moment in the rumble. We'll get to that. That's the one benefit of not being able to run at a full sprint. You don't have to worry yeah. about pulling the Titus. <laughs> totally. And you got a little sneak peek of my guy down in Bayview. He's joining us after a long break. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. It's Charlie Michael. Reach for the sky, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah, it's good to have you back, man. How have you been living? Not large, dude. It's been yeah. Living, working, busy. You know how that goes. All the all that good stuff. Just yeah. Doing, doing, doing my thing. Reach yeah. for the sky, boy. You know, so Charlie, you missed out a couple weeks ago because I know we talked a lot about the passing of Jay Briscoe recently, and I yeah. know that's not the topic for tonight, but I'm sure Mike and I and all our Keep the Kayfabe listeners would love to get your thoughts on just everything that went on, how AEW handled it, just the whole situation. No, yeah, I think it was good. I watched the funeral service yesterday for him. It was great. A lot of wrestlers showed up, man. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens was there, AJ Styles. You know, they, so they pretty much left right from the pay-per-view either that night or that morning and made it out to Delaware. It was it was it was really good, you know. I heard Tony Khan helped uh, fly some people out there from yeah, AEW to a, get them out he, there. I think he took probably one of his private jets because I heard they were filming, and then yeah. they went out. They flew out the next day. Yeah, like I saw him, Jericho, um, Britt Baker, um, 
and Adam Cole, they were all sitting next to each other. Yep. Yeah. Roderick wow. Storm was there. It was cool. It was really good. It was, it's on YouTube. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I mean, I just think that's great for all the wrestlers kind of sticking together because, yeah, we. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to the episodes that recorded the last two weeks. We tried to do the best we could to just, you know, it's just probably one of the most tragic things in wrestling, uh, especially on the indie scene and for you know all these guys that are so popular today and the way that he went and just yep. how much yet he oh, had he yet to yep. give. And but what he accomplished is such a it's such a loss and just how tragic it is. And um, do we know more about his daughters? I heard they're in stable condition, but are they have they left the hospital yet? Or have you heard anything not, about that? I haven't heard anything about that yet. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Well, hope they're doing well still. We're trying to keep yep. updated on that as well. But yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we tried to represent you as best we could on the episodes. We're not. Yeah, we we haven't. Cool followed them as long as you have but yeah yeah man. yeah it was great to have you back. Them. yeah they were one of my favorite you know when i look back on i'm probably one of my favorite tag teams for sure the only team that i've ever jumped and popped for in a show and really wanted them to win the championship even though it was mm-hmm. you know it's a stage product predetermined it's like i just wanted them to get the championships a couple of times that i seen them defend it live or go for it live you know they were just Good dudes, man. They were just just as real as they were inside the ring as outside the ring. Left mm-hmm. real, real uh, personal to the fans. All of us. It was they were they were the real deal, man. And like you said, like they say, you know, there's for all those guys showing up, and you know, you hear stuff about people, but you, I mean, there was that one incident, but you never heard anything say anybody say anything bad about Jay. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our mark. You know, mm-hmm. so they're good dudes. As a good yeah, they, brothers say, good, good brothers. Yeah, they definitely uh, kept it real. And, you know, when you said they're one of your favorite tag teams as all, of all time and as much yeah, wrestling as you've watched. Yeah, probably them and the Dudleys. Yeah, probably them and the Dudleys. Yeah, as long as much as y'all have uh, watched. So to lose one of those members of a two-man tag, it's, you know, it's it's huge. So, yeah, but it, it's great that a lot of these wrestlers are banding together and supporting each other. There's so much, you know. Yeah, stuff Mark about it. mental Mark health yeah. these days and i hope nobody is you know everybody can be open and talking about their feelings it's 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 a good time and yeah the way that AEW wrapped it up as we mentioned uh last week's episode i thought was really classy and hopefully puts yep. a lot of closure on AEW and the relationship with the briscoes and mark working with them moving forward so yeah i think mark's yeah. got a contract now yeah and, we'll, and we're excited to see what happens with that and how they're going to use them going forward yeah. and what happens with the Ring of Honor titles because that's uh, pretty crazy. I mean, as much of a sad story as it is, it's at least there's some there's going to be a story told with uh, Jay probably still woven in in some shape or form yeah. and uh, honor him. And none, I know they'll do it respectfully. It yeah, is really yeah, cool sh- to see. So, sorry, sorry ahead, Mark. Yeah. I was just going to add to Charlie's point. Yeah, it is really cool to see Mark Briscoe getting a contract with AEW. I mean, you know, and we've talked about this and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware the Briscoes, you know, were wrestling for over 20 years without any major TV exposure. And then you get Mark Briscoe who comes out in the wake of Jay's death, wrestles one of the best matches in Dynamite history, just mm-hmm. without even blinking an eye. It's just really yeah. cool. He definitely deserves the contract. And it's it's definitely going to be exciting to see him and what he does next, um, just in the wake of everything that's happened. Yep. Stating character, never really lost it till the end. It was great. 
First time I've ever had shed a tear during a match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super emotional. And it's good. It's good to feel those feelings, acknowledge them and, you know, be present with them. Because, yeah, the dudes really like were great entertainers as the Briscoe brothers, you know, did for so many fans out there, not just us. I'm sure everybody's feeling the pain and we all can kind of, you know, prop each other up. So it's good to talk about things like this. And uh, speaking of good things to talk about, there was a Royal Rumble this past week, and it's usually a show with the WWE that I get really excited to watch. Uh, I was working the evening of, and I can't remember, I think I got home early and I I ended up watching White Lotus with my wife, Kristen. Which season? One or two? It's two. Okay, I gotta Maybe start two. two. Yeah, yeah, I watched one. I heard two's really two. good. One was really good. I loved it. One is great. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, listeners out there that aren't familiar with White Lotus, it's on HBO Max. There's season one that takes place in Hawaii, and my wife and I had our honeymoon in Hawaii, so it even hit home more. The second season of this uh, takes place in Italy, and it's like, man, how can they like make it? You know, the show is so great. Season one, I was like, man, how can they follow that up? Well, they do. It is awesome. Oh, White Lotus okay. <laughs> is the fucking shit. We love it. And we show. only wish we, yeah, we only wish we had more time together where we can uh, stay. You know, Gino keeps us up at kind of a weird schedule, and we want to pay attention to it where we both just aren't fried at the end of the day. So definitely set aside some time and enjoy that one. It's awesome. But yeah, speaking of awesome or not awesome. The Royal Rumble, to go back to what I initially talked about, uh, was happening this Saturday. Started off with a bang. They had the men's um, Royal Rumble start the evening off. You know, traditionally, there's a lot of surprises, and uh, it's always cool to see who's number one and two. And, um, yeah, Gunther was number two, was he not? Uh, he was number, was one. number one. one. Yeah. Okay, Shame. and then who yep. did he face? Sheamus was number two. Oh, it, was, okay, it was sort gotcha. of a recreation of the one of the best matches of 2022 in WWE, Sheamus versus Gunther. Nice. Yes. So Gunther ended up going the distance, and uh, we had our predictions loosely last week. We were talking a little bit of Royal Rumble, like who would be the big surprises. And uh, a lot of people around the internet have been saying Cody is going to be the one that takes the title. And uh, sure enough, he did. It was... Um, you know, this is the biggest accomplishment in this guy's history. Everything aside that he did in AEW, I mean, him walking away, kind of like, wow. Kind of an amazing decision. I didn't think this would happen. I, yeah. I did not. But um, they're they're using him, and it makes sense. He's He looks good. They could tell a story with him. But um, there were some big moments in the Royal Rumble, uh, some not so great. Uh, fortune for Kofi Kingston two straight years of botching his famous not his feet not touching the floor that that had to been hard for the guy did you end up seeing that Matt I did yeah that I I didn't really know what to think and Michael Cole even tried to save it like well if you notice one of Kofi's feet is not on the floor it's like well dude we all saw him eat shit into the chair so I'm not quite (laughs) sure you're gonna save that one um but yeah, I, I think for me, the best part of the Rumble, honestly, was the finish. And I think that's going to remain true for the Women's Rumble when we get to that, too. But yeah, for the Men's Rumble, um, you know, Mike, you mentioned Gunther going the distance. He comes in at number one. And over an hour later, 
it comes down to just Cody and Gunther, which was quite a pairing that I didn't realize I wanted to see, but it makes all the sense in the world. Just a real hard, just tough guy um, that Cody Rhodes has to overcome. And that's a story that he's told over and over again, and it never gets old. So the end of the match, um, it comes down to Cody and Gunther, and they gave them somewhere between, I would say, seven to ten minutes to just kind of almost have a match at the end of the Rumble to, you know, volley for position back and forth. They did get me thinking at a couple points that Gunther might actually win it. Um, now, we all know it's WWE, so, you know, is he realistically going to win it? But there were moments, and it made it interesting. Um, so it wasn't super predictable. I mean, everybody knew Cody was going to win, but I really liked the path they took to get there. And, you know, Mike, you mentioned it just being amazing that Cody won the Rumble. I, I couldn't agree more. It's so amazing how the guy who was one of the first faces of AEW, who constantly said, I'm going to go do my own thing and I'm going to prove WWE wrong. He goes out, he does it. He builds a company that rivals them. And then he comes back and gets booked like this. Like, it, it just blows my mind. And I think we talked about it quite a while back. I have to believe as part of his contract, he had this somehow worked into it, you know, like some sort of a title reign or something. Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, how how would WWE kind of forget everything that happened? I mean, history shows they're a spiteful company. But despite all that, Cody wins it and he's going to WrestleMania. Do you think it has anything to do with his brand of like the American nightmare and like having America just all over? Like it's almost like a Lex Luger 1995 reboot a little bit when he's going against Yokozuna. And you know how like, I don't know, maybe a lot of WWE fans are into that. Like the wardrobe, the blonde hair, they just need kind of like a superhero looking guy. And I mean, if you can't get behind the flag for a WWE crowd, then like what can't you understand? Because you couldn't do that are, with, like, Dolph Ziggler or anything. Their, or... Fans are their fans are lame. They like lame shit like that. If, you, exactly. watch that. if you watch that show and compare the crowd, the Wednesday night AEW crowd is more into it. There's times where that crowd's just sitting there, dude. They're mm -hmm. not, you know, there's no noise. The AEW Wednesday night crowd is, you got more excited. Like I said, the Sami Zayn pop was hellacious, but that was the whole biggest thing in the show. I mean, Candy, Cody got a decent pop, but... I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes in the long run. I think he got people got excited because he came back. We'll see how. I mean, we'll we'll see how lame their fans are if they like that goody goody. I'm wearing a suit, coming out here every week, crying bullshit. You know, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm not a huge Cody fan anymore. That was no. I was okay on him, I, but you know, he should have been a heel in AEW. He he had to, he raised the bitch fit and left. And so hopefully he gets, hopefully when he gets that title, he gets over. We'll see how it goes. But like I said, they've made, I didn't say to you guys, but they've made no other stars in that company. The whole story is the bloodline. Nothing else mm -hmm. is exciting. What yeah, else? Right. What else is, what else is interesting on that show? The Cody stuff could possibly be, but you know, Rones, Reigns is on another show. So how do you cross that over? And when, and if Sammy loses next month, you know, those people really want Sammy to get that title. They haven't announced it yet, but I'm assuming everybody's assuming that tie that Sammy and Reigns go an elimination chamber for the championship. That's the championship match next month. And if he loses, does that? I mean, it's it's going to be in Canada too, so that crowd's going to turn on him anyway. And how's that going to carry over into after that? So, 
Mm-hmm. I, it could be it could be a problem. The Cody stuff could be good for now. They're happy to have him back, but if that if that if he doesn't get one of those titles, man, it's going to be a problem. One of the things Brian Alvarez was talking about today, because Charlie, you're right. I think they've pushed the bloodline so heavily, and it's paid off for him. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, we've been talking about it even before I took the leave of absence. That was. Uh, you know, we said it was good. There was some funny shit in there. It was entertaining. And this last act was really good. But go mm-hmm. ahead, Matt. No, I, yeah, absolutely. And I was going to add to that. Um, so with Sammy now, you know, a spoiler alert, and we'll get to this when we talk about the main event, but with Sammy breaking away from the bloodline, um, it really starts to raise questions about what's WrestleMania going to look like. You know, do you have Sammy versus Roman? Do you have Cody versus Roman? Do you have Sammy versus Cody with something I think, in between? I, I, I think they're going to try to move on, dude. Well, so Brian Alvarez, uh, I was listening to Wrestling Observer today. He gave a really good fantasy booking idea, which is now that Sammy and Kevin Owens are sort of, you know, kind of in this together, and with Jay Uso walking out after the end of the main event, like, how cool would it be to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenge for the tag titles against the Usos? I, I personally, I think that'd be really cool because you set up a lot of really cool possibilities with that. Um, and then at the same time, that leaves the door open for Cody to challenge Roman. Now, is that exactly what the fans want? I don't know. Nope. But it does make space for both of them. It, it depends, I think, on how they set it up. So we'll yeah, have we'll to see wait and see what happens. We'll see how they get there, man. But, you know... That tag, getting those tag titles isn't going to be, they, you know, they, they I mean, I mean, it, but like somebody's are saying that Sammy's a guy that's in the chase, you know, he might be one of those guys when he gets it, it doesn't work well for him or, you know, you make him a, a short-term champ, but I think the tag titles are kind of a default, man. I mean, WWE doesn't care about the tag titles, you know, they're, they're not highlighted. The, the main, the main titles are what Roman has. You know, so you want one of those titles. He, right. The way it goes, Roman jumped, turned on him, jumped him. He should get his, the story goes, he gets his comeuppance. In classic terms, he gets his comeuppance on the heel eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't like, oh, I lost to the heel again, so I'm going to go for the tag team titles. It's, yeah. It's kind of, okay, here's the consolation prize. We'll, yeah, we'll the, see how it goes. WWE... They have to convince their fans. Yeah, the WWE doesn't really have like a long-term plan when it comes to a lot of things, I don't think. Uh, I think it's the writers just kind of being out of touch what wrestling is and like the traditions that it has. I honestly think after watching the Royal Rumble, one thing did jump out at me that the WWE probably has, you know, really good talent that can execute whatever is told to them, which does translate to good wrestling. They are very, very, very good wrestlers. I mean, there were some botches and it was, it's not a perfect show. It's never, ever a perfect show, but like if you, if these are people that can walk into any building, be told you have eight minutes, do this and this and this, and they do it flawlessly. It's, it's a sterile product, but these wrestlers are good. If they got a little freedom and some good writing, like if any of these people, like just flip flop AEW storyline, put it with some of these wrestlers. WWE would be instantly interesting, but it's it's just not. And yeah, you guys are right. The bloodline is the only thing going. Take that what used to be like really prestigious in WWE was the tag titles. I mean, tag team wrestling is just some of the funnest genre of wrestling, just flat out, just because how creative you can. 
and they're not doing anything creative with it, right? So nope. Like you said, it's yeah. sterile and over. Their product is sterile and overproduced, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's too much. But it's I mean they're making money, so it's made for kids. It's made for bullshit. Well, you know. I'm glad that is the perfect segue, Charlie, for what we're going, going to yeah. talk about next. Yeah, the eight, the WWE is really, really great at mon- money, uh, making money, and this was just probably the most the clearest money grab i've maybe ever seen in a pay-per-view it was the mountain dew pitch black match for a soda that is like black and then they make it like a black light match with la night which is like you know like la night the night is black and like just so corny and obvious then you got bray Wyatt who thrives and turning off the lights and, and then they put him <laughs> in like black lights uh, paint that glows and I, the, my favorite thing about this match was just how bad the announce were the announcers were ribbing it flat out just be like what, what is this a Spencer's gifts like do they even make that anymore and Vince was probably pissed back there it's like they're not advertising with us they're not paying why, are they, why the fuck are you advertising Spencer's gifts god damn it and then and then, like, when they did, like, that little table spot with all that glow-in-the-dark confetti, they're just like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> they, what the hell is this? They weren't doing a great job selling, like, the concept and, like, setting it aside, which I think Excalibur does amazingly on AEW. He's just goes with it, no matter what. Flawless um, he, announcing he does. He, but, yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, I well, I I just couldn't wait to talk about this match, because um, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. And Mike, I'm really glad you brought up the commentators because I did notice that during the Men's Royal Rumble match, which kicked off the show, Pat McAfee comes out, gets a pop, then he starts cracking like all these weird sexual innuendos yes. throughout the entire match, I and he and too. Michael Cole are just going back and forth. Corey Graves is almost getting kind of shoot pissed because these two are just having such a good time and that carries over into the mountain dew pitch black match and these guys are just tearing this thing apart the whole (sighs) time it it was hilarious from that perspective and at the same time bray wyatt gets an entrance where he comes out like how we saw him come out at extreme rules when he came back to wwe except this time he's got him face paint he looks like the undertaker in whatever the hell he's wearing and then the moment the black lights come on, you could hear the crowd kind of go, ooh. And then you see Bray Wyatt's face, and he looks like Satan. And he's got all this weird stuff on his arms. And he almost looked like Gangrel in a way because he had fangs in for some reason with red eyes. <laughs> it was it was nuts. I, I had no idea how this tied into any of the shit they've been talking about on TV. But I will say the ropes, the confetti, the color scheme they had going on, I kind of I was digging it at the time. I mean, I knew it was going to be bad. I was honestly expecting a, literally a pitch black match where there's no lights and all you hear is and thank God we didn't get that. This was quite possibly the next best thing. If they ever had a second Mountain Dew pitch black match, I'd be all in. I, I would love it. Um, end of the match rolls around pretty quickly, thank God. And we see Bray put on this other mask, which makes him impervious to pain. And then he wanders off with LA Knight into the crowd over by some production area. And then Uncle Howdy, my favorite guy with the top hat, dives 20 <laughs> feet off this thing. Michael Cole's all, he crushed LA Knight. I'm like, bullshit, he missed him by a country mile. Yeah, a see, I, mile. I, was, yeah I was doing something, so I missed that, but I caught the replay. I'm like, 
Oh my god, he totally the missed only, him. Missed the it. only people that saw it were the people like sitting up top. On the floor level, it probably looked great because of the yes. fireworks. And that's all this was, was visual spectacle. They're, like the wrestling, old you know, old schoolers are going to hate this match, obviously. But this is, yeah, you guys nailed all the points. This was in this, yeah, Uncle Howdy. Who the hell is this guy? Where the we hell did even this know. guy come from? We don't even know yet. One week he's his enemy, the next week he's friend, next week he is Uncle Howdy. I don't know. Who the fuck is Uncle Howdy? Did he come from like NXT or like who Dude, is this guy? It's been four months and we still don't really know. I, I don't ask me. I'll I'll tell you. We'll talk about it on an episode when it's finally revealed. It could be this is could be Vince's best. Uh, creation when he's sitting on the commode uncle howdy yeah that's a great name like what the fuck <laughs> i mean it was a big elbow drop so it has to he can't be that old uncle howdy could have gotten taken out it can't be oh yeah bray well, Wyatt's real uncle well in one week it was clearly bray wyatt playing uncle howdy yeah that's what they said yeah i didn't see yeah. it yeah and now it's this other guy who's different than another guy they had one other time so honestly i i if you were to ask me in real life, who is this guy? I couldn't even tell you. It's multiple they, guys. Um, yeah, they say it's probably obvious. They say it might be um, his brother, Bro Dallas, mm. or, or Vincent mm. from uh, Vincent from Ring of Honor. I don't know, right. though, but that's that's the rumors. But I don't know where they're going. The story's dragged down. There's been no reveal. It's right. where's it going? You know, it's yeah, it's Bray Wyatt's it's, normal goofy hokey stuff. Well, I, so not to interrupt both you guys, but Charlie, as you were yeah. describing that and just thinking about this match, it's been a long time since you've been on the show. And I know this isn't Monday Night Raw, but I think it's time we took a pause for to hear your thoughts more on this match because it is now time for <laughs> Charlie's Corner. Charlie, <laughs> what did you really think of this? It's a total waste of time. It was a money grab for them to get, you know, a commercial spot Um the Bray Wyatt stuff is stale. I don't, I don't know why people get all hyped up and think it's going somewhere. It's not going anywhere. It's a convoluted, stupid story. They're trying to weave Alexa Bliss into it. You know, all this supernatural stuff, it's stupid. You know, it's so 90s. You know, it's 80s, 90s. They need to, they need, I mean, they don't have to do Attitude Error, but they need to have a more adult, you know, I understand they gotta have the kitty shit, but they need to have a, more adult, realistic uh, program. You know, it's it was it's just I feel bad for LA Knight. He's done a pretty good job from what I hear of setting this stuff up, and he's got good promos. Even though he copies the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, he needs to, he needs to get his own gimmick. If you watch him, he 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 he, he definitely steals from Austin and the Rock. But um, but he does good with what he has. Got a good look, but it's just dumb. I mean, it's just it's just silly. And maybe I'm too old for it. And maybe time's passed me by, but the crowd wasn't into it. I, I go I go by the crowd. If you watch that show, watch watch every match. The only the only time they were really into it was the last match and the and pretty much the last the last scenarios, the scenario the last scene of the match with the post match stuff. It wasn't like a crowd was going nuts and cheering and going crazy. I take that back. The only other times the crowd really got excited was when they were counting down for someone to come in. After that, <laughs> that was it. I'm being honest. Look at it. Oh, I, yeah. I look at their crowd, dude. It's like I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching Raw. I looked at Raw a couple times there. The crowd's just sitting there. 
like they're watching like they're watching the uh white lotus <laughs> yeah. you know oh no Could, couldn't have said it any better myself and with yep. that this has been yet again charlie's corner yeah oh feels good to have a charlie's corner back on the oh, podcast. Yeah. i missed that mike mike your boy too i just saw it your boy rick boogs is back milwaukee's yeah milwaukee's famous milwaukee's. i saw him yep i got I got it on as well. Yeah, they got Elias and the Street Profits. I mean, that's where yep. the kitty shit needs to happen is with all those people. Don't yes. even, like, bring it in with Bray hair. Wyatt and Asset. It looks, good with, it looks good with the haircut, though, but he's still yeah. a character. He, he's, you know, he's, he's never going to be taken serious. He's never winning a title, but I guess, hey. Yeah. Hopefully he's making his money and saves his money because if he ever gets laid off from here. He's he's gonna be doing a lot of indie dates because no one's <laughs> no one's picking him up because he's still green as grass. Yeah, well, he's 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 got the muscles, so yep. he can look good at like an autograph signing and take some pictures. Yep. That's probably where he'll make primarily the most of his money. There you go. But yeah, great breakdown, Charlie. Um, yep. just, I, we just, we love just, the honesty just, here on Keep the K Fade. Just my opinion. <laughs> do oh. with it, do with it what you will. We love it. We love to hear what your thoughts are. And my thoughts, too, on this women's match um, are a little mixed. Um, I mean, there was a lot of pretty good women talent in this. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. To be quite honest with you, I did all of my morning chores on it while I was watching Gino this morning. Uh, Yeah, I took out the garbage, cleaned the floors, unpacked the dishwasher, organized some shit. And this match was still going on. It had to have been like an hour and 15 minutes. And there was like, I checked back in and it was like entrant number 10. And I'm like, go off and do something. <laughs> I come back and there's still like eight women there an hour and a half later. I'm like, what the fuck? Get to the point. So like, I know Rhea Ripley started this off and she was probably the clear fight, the clear favorite because she's the one with the biggest storyline going on. As I understand, it's kind of uncomfortable that they call her mommy though. Like, what's the deal with that? Why do they I'm- call her mommy? I'm oh. digging it. There's like this weird You're sexual tension it? between her and Dominic Mysterio, oh. and it's almost hilarious. Like, no. I, so Mike, I'll explain this. And for those of our listeners who maybe don't watch as much WWE, so Rhea now leads this faction called the Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor, uh, Dominic Mysterio, and Damian Priest. And Dominic Mysterio is like this hardened criminal who just got out of jail. They call him Ex-Con Dom, which if you write it out and read it, is just brilliant um so for whatever reason he calls Re- <laughs> i could tell mike just did it and now he, he's got he's, it he's all caught up in um, my mind but uh ria is sort of like i don't know it's almost like she's this seductress with dominic and d- gets him to do whatever she wants it's it's wow. pretty entertaining the whole thing is pretty entertaining and um anyway so so ria's leading this faction she's clearly just this hard ass She's gone toe-to-toe with Solo Sokoa from the bloodline in recent weeks, just staring him down face-to-face like, I don't give a shit, I'll kick your ass. She's the most believable badass in the women's Royal Rumble, or in the women's division as a whole. So she goes in as number one in the women's Rumble. She wins the Rumble. Uh, She was the winner. And I think they made the comment afterwards, she's only the fourth participant in Royal Rumble history to win the whole thing after coming out at number one. So WWE 
is definitely putting some stock in her as being, you know, a big star, which I totally believe. I, I thought that from day one when she came in, like she's got a very unique gimmick going on. Um, you know, I, I sort of think of her like China from back in the day. Like she's kind of got the same vibe where she could kick anyone's ass, male or female, and just a really unique gimmick on top of that too. So, um, so she ends up winning the Rumble. I'm not sure what she's going to end up doing, if she's going to end up going for the SmackDown women's title or the Raw women's title. Um, we also saw her kind of get into it earlier in the show with Beth Phoenix. So there may be some stuff with her and Beth Phoenix and Edge and Finn Balor. And I don't know. They could do a lot of That'd be a things. huge waste. It would. It would. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm just happy to see that Rhea won the Rumble. I really think they need to focus on her and just her and kind of forget all this other stuff going on with the judgment day. Like it's been good for her. I think it's sort of elevated her putting her with all these other guys, but at the same time, I think she's the, the winning the rumble sort of set her up on another level above the rest of them. So I don't know. I don't know what's next for her, but hopefully WWE books it just as well as they have the bloodline storyline, the return of Cody Rhodes, and just this whole ascent of hers with the judgment day. I don't know. I uh I I think yeah, they need to invest in Rhea Ripley, but this judgment day thing I cannot get behind. You just said that Dominic Mysterio is like this ex con thing. I like the hair. It kinda looks like he should be like carrying a switchblade, but he looks like he looks like he should be a part of the shield or something like that. The way that he dresses, like, he does. it doesn't make any sense. Like he should be wearing like a wife beater and like kind of look like the outsiders or something like that. If he's like an ex con, but what, I don't know. So I haven't really been paying attention to it, but I did see Damian priest that guy. Like, what the fuck is that? He looks like a confused Lance Archer of That's the WWE. Yeah. Like perfect, it just doesn't work. Example. He's a he's he's a he's a great wrestler and a great asset, but they've totally fucked him up. Ever he he was decent in NXT with his look, yeah. But they totally fumbled the ball with him. I think look wise, good asset, totally fucking it up. Anywho, yeah, I agree. Uh, if if um Rhea Ripley's the the best thing going in the women's division, I. I can't see anybody else really doing anything great. I mean, the champs are who? Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair? Uh, Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. Oh, Charlotte is. Damn, yeah, I've been so out of touch. I had no clue what she's been up to. Same. I mean, we even have she, to catch me she up. didn't even make an appearance on this show. Yeah, I didn't see her at all or any presence whatsoever, so that's why I was confused. Um, I don't know. Are you guys still feeling Becky Lynch or not? Do you think she's still got it or... Why? I, yeah, I a, never thought I never thought she had it, so got me even, in on that. Even dude, when she was the man, she never you did it. Feeling for it? Me. No, yeah. dude. She, yeah, she can't work. I mean, she's not a good worker, yes. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, as well, too, Charlie. Like, I wanted to like her more than I actually did. It was one of those things, kind of like Cody and AEW. I didn't want to like get behind him, but I thought I should. Kind of yep. situation. But nope. no, yeah, she kind of. Is not the awesomest wrestler, nope. but she's she, she's she's a likable just person and worker and a nice face in there. Yeah. So I I wouldn't even think if Rhea had to wrestle Becky at WrestleMania or something like that. Say it does get to that, I wouldn't want to see that match. So the pretty much the only people that she can wrestle is Charlotte, which we've seen forever, and like I'm sick of it. I wouldn't care about it. 
and I, I think uh, Rhea would go over on her, which is kind of a big deal. But um, I would want to see that Bianca Belair Rhea Ripley match more than anything at WrestleMania. Yeah, that would be sick. I, I really hope that's the direction they decide to go. Because yeah, I mean, as visually impressive as Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley would be, the match itself would suck. Because Charlotte that's what just going came... with. That's yeah, what they're going with. <laughs> I guarantee it because it's Charlotte. And WWE just can't get out of their own way. Um, For real. Yeah. So We've I guess we'll have to wait and see. Media but, too. Yeah. Bring COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Saw, uh, yep. Oh, good call. Yep. I don't, yep. Or were they right. last year too? I don't know. I don't think so. I can't remember. Um but we've it's been done and I don't even know how much better it could get cuz it's not like Charlotte is getting to be a wrestle, a better wrestler. She's probably like 5 years past her peak. Yeah. Maybe 4. Low ball 4. No, I and I totally Rhea agree. Is ascending. She doesn't have anybody other than Bianca. So that'd be another waste. That's so yeah, I don't know. I wonder who Bianca's going to wrestle. Well, one other woman I do want to call out cuz she's awesome in the Rumble is Asuka. So yes. my, so, Mike, I don't know if you caught this, but Asuka comes out in sort of a new robe, and she's got a new mask on. And, you know, I like she's, the new haircut, too. The new haircut's awesome. The it's face nice. makeup is sick. Mm-hmm. Like, it is awesome. She almost looks like this freaky Joker, and when she took off the mask and you saw the makeup, the whole crowd just went nuts. Um, and she's in the ring, and the crowd just keeps popping, like, continually. Like, every time Asuka would start to do some crazy dance or act intimidating, crowd was loving right. it. She's got that, like, tough style back. I feel like she was sort of just on autopilot for a long time. But she yeah. was hitting these moves in the ring like she was back in NXT. It was awesome to see. So, hopefully, the new look means that they've got something in store for Asuka. Obviously, Rhea's, you know, the Rumble winner and got a clear path ahead of her. But at the same time, they got to build up some other stars. And if this is a sign that they're going to start trying to develop more than one story at a time, Asuka is the perfect person to do it with. Mm-hmm. And she's never gotten the respect she deserves in WWE ever since she exited NXT to become on the main roster. They never really gave her a shot. They even put her on the shelf for a long time. And I don't know if it's because she couldn't speak English that great, but, I mean, she's the most capable female wrestler. There's Shayna Baszler, but she's got her own different style, and you would have to do totally different stories. I think Asuka, if you build her up as a great babyface champ, Versus Rhea Ripley, that'd be something awesome at uh, WrestleMania too. But I don't know if there's the time to actually do that. If they're moving on it, uh, if they've missed the ship. So I guess we'll have to tune into WWE and see what happens, I suppose. But I don't know if I'm actually going to do that. I'm not. I'm <laughs> popping it out, but I'm not tuning in for that, dude. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll catch the highlights and... Catch me up on what's happening with this Bloodline story, because full disclosure, folks, I watched everything up until the last match. So it was it started off with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, right, as the main event? Yep. Okay. And I did see Kevin Owens fuck up. Like, he tried to yeah, do a spin on the top Yeah, 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 yeah. He slipped. And yeah, they played it off pretty good. And Roman Reigns tried to roll out of the way from the move, and it actually, he got hit. With the botch, which is kind of rare, which is kind of funny. Uh, so I, I wanted to rewind that so I could see it again. And then I got distracted and I hit pause. So I saw nothing after that. I'm probably going to watch it after we stop recording tonight. But uh, for the folks that did watch it, I'd love to hear your opinions and what happened. Well, 
it was a very standard title match i would say like i think roman's wrestled way better title matches in his time as champion and the one memorable spot to me in this match mike you mentioned the botch that was definitely memorable there was also a couple spots later where roman was smashing kevin owens back and head into the steps like the yeah show. that looked good it looked really good it looked really was like, cool. um yeah i don't know if they played that up but that looked pretty i don't know if, if that if he didn't get hit but i was like holy shit that looked rough it looked really rough. I, I had just gotten home. I was out to dinner with uh, my wife, Becky, and her stepdad, and we had gotten home kind of late, and I forgot completely that the Rumble was on. So as I turned it on, I caught the last match and the closing angle, and we actually all ended up watching it together, which was an interesting uh, experience. But that moment where Owens gets smashed into the stairs, everybody at the same time just went, oh, God, that looked rough. Yeah. Like, Everybody agreed, whether whether you knew it was fake or not, whether you even knew what you were watching, everybody knew what they saw in that moment. So yeah, that was, was pretty rough. brutal. Um, Roman Reigns goes on to win the match. Few spears, one and done. Uh, and then the moment the match ends, of course, the, the beatdown begins on Kevin Owens. He gets handcuffed to the ropes. R- Roman is going to unload on him with a chair. Sammy's like, no, man, you, you, this is beneath you. You don't have to do this. Yep. So Roman holds up the chair and says, okay, you do yeah, it. You're right. And yep. then, and, and by the way, I, I'm totally underselling this. Yeah. This was very well done. You they can hear everything you're saying in the ring. Yep. Ro- yep. Roman's telling Sammy to do it. He's like, otherwise you can go back and keep doing jackass shit. Like, yeah, that was great. That was he good. Had, he was really going all in on He this. was cussing even. Yeah, he said a yeah. couple cuss words. Yeah, that was great. So, so he had the look. Sam, he looked mean. Yeah, he was. He's definitely going full heel. And yep. Sammy then is handed the chair. Stand there trying to decide what to do. Roman's still trying to convince him. Roman starts face pushing Sammy Zayn. Of course, Sammy gets pissed. And just as Roman looks away, Sammy winds up and cracks Roman Reigns in the back with a chair. And <laughs> the crowd popped. Probably like crazy, dude. The loudest since <laughs> like the late '90s. It was wow. amazing to the point where, like, if you had it turned up, you could hear the microphones. Like the crowd mics would were like t- peaking, like topping out. Wow. Like it was just like static. Um, but you could tell it was just deafeningly loud. And the pop didn't last super long, though. It's kind of like oh, everybody reacted, like, "Oh shit!" But yeah. then it was like, well, now what? And then, of course, the members of the bloodline jump Sammy. Jay does not jump him. Um, he's really torn on what to do. He ends up rolling out of the ring and walking away. And that got just as big of a reaction as when Roman got cracked in the back with a chair because yeah. I think that's something nobody really saw coming. No, nope. nope. Nobody. So, so anyway. Nobody called that. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens are just left as like just messes in the ring. And that's how the show goes off the air. It was, it was dragged well out. It was pretty long, but man, every second of every second of it was great. Yep, it was stimulating TV. It's like, yeah, but it was it was good because they just teased. You know, it took so long to tease with Sammy just looking and just great acting and didn't look fake and it looked dumb. You know, it was just perfectly done. You know. Just awesome. perfectly done. And it probably got Vince uh, a little feeling downstairs where he wouldn't need Viagra with these hookers or any females in the WWE Chaos. that he Yeah. So that pop would probably made him pop pretty bad. It probably made him feel young again. 
I, I'm guessing that after this match, Vince was probably watching on the monitors, and the first thing he said was, "Oh, that's such good shit." So you guys think he's book? So do you guys think he's booking again? Ah, it's hard to say. I mean, this storyline. So I don't think he's booking everything. If he is, I think that this bloodline stuff. I, I don't. I don't think he is just because. Yeah, if I think, yeah. was in control of the storyline, I don't think we'd see Sami Zayn getting this big of a push that that he's getting right now. Um, now, granted, the match with Roman hasn't happened yet between Roman and Sami. It's I, apparently it's slated to happen at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Yeah, which is in yeah. Weeks. So yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna find out pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But man, I'll tell you what. Regardless of who's writing it, it's hats off to him. I I really would love to believe that it's triple h just because if if this is a sign of what that guy can do when he's given a little bit of creative freedom i hopefully we'll get he's another okay. story like this he's okay. he's okay he fell he didn't even he he fell in and making this a good story but this the story was around when vince started it i mean he that, he did a good job with it but i i don't buy into the whole triple h is this great booker shit well, I don't, you know, I don't either. I mean, look at NXT I buy in. I buy in that he can see talent and he can steal talent from Ring of Honor because with money. But I don't buy into he can build talent. Look what's going on with NXT. If he's such a good booker, what's going on with that show? Why? Why aren't they having any stars? Why weren't there any? Why weren't there any crossover men in the Rumble? You know, no one. I'm telling you, we'll see how it goes. Hey, we'll see how it plays out. There... But I'm telling you right now, if Sammy doesn't win. That fucking crowd is gonna go nuts. Well, they know they're gonna go nuts in Canada, but I have a feeling it's gonna ca- it's gonna carry over mm-hmm. until until Mania, dude. I'm t- I'm telling you, they better they better have a good way to get out of this with them because those fans will turn. Look what happened with Batista, Daniel Bryant that year. I'm telling you, has um, Vince ever not booked a WrestleMania? Right, nope. like he's always nope. booked I don't it. Think so, so. Yep. so he's gonna book WrestleMania. That's his. Probably. That's his yep. baby. That's his everything. Probably. So yep. it's, yeah, you're we're right. gonna see the proof will be in the pudding of what we what we've seen, what we currently just saw, and what we're gonna see and compare and contrast because Vince's fingerprints will be all over Mania, and if it's as good as this storyline that just developed at Royal Rumble, then hey, who knows? Maybe he did have his fingers in the pie this this early after he came back to WWE. We're not sure. So yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Good for them. But yeah, it's it is like the one storyline that's carrying everything. It's basically keeping uh the WD WWE on resuscitation. I mean they're really, really great at making money and that's basically all it is. It just sucks that it's a company now that you can clearly just tell that they don't care about the wrestlers as people kind of like probably back in the day, they all had a story and you know, they looked after one another, they rode together, they hung out together. It was like a close up family. Now it's just, is like a disjointed just roster of members that collect paychecks. And that's what it is to make the higher ups big, 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 big bucks when they're just, you know, it's, it's it's a it's a corporation and it's fine. It's a so. mach- yep, it's just a machine, dude. You know, mm-hmm. cranking out shows so. and having Mountain Dew matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean, it's I just I can't wait for the sad. Snickers match. 
Yeah, it's sad because I I turned on a couple of WrestleManias just you know in the like during when I was making a shit ton of candles during Christmas I would just throw on something that I knew would be four hours I turned on like a 1991 <laughs> or something like that yeah. and uh, dude it was just like these these people just look like real dudes real men and women that mm-hmm. just like would give their heart and soul to this wrestling company now the company is just like it's almost like you're working for IKEA. You have a fuck ton of employees that need to fill some times in a big corporation and make the stockholders rich above you and stuff like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. So, but the rumble is still something that keeps me hanging on the WWE and the benefit of the doubt, because I love the surprises. That's what you can't fuck up. You can't really fuck up the rumble too much when it's the reveals. I watch because like, okay, here comes number 12. And then we have, What's the quick math? 18 more 18, after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have like 18 more wonders. Like, who's it going to be? So that's what I do love about the Rumble, because no matter what, you can there still feel no, like a kid again watching it. There were, because... no, there were no surprises. Booker no, T was no. your surprise. That was yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. And we oh. kind of speculated on our last episode, too. Like, are there any free agents? Are there any surprises that they could pull out? And we didn't really so, have much to say. So ahead, one man. one thing I do want to mention, uh, Nia Jax came out as number Oh, yeah, that's, that's her big surprise. Yep, she's yeah. back. Which was the big surprise. And she was gone just long enough where if you don't follow pro wrestling like we do, which is most people, you probably didn't even ever know she quit or got fired or left or whatever. And she said a lot of shit about WWE. A lot of interviews she did. And here she is back in it. And she comes out for the rumble. She gets in the ring. She's yelling at everybody. She gets beat down by the whole group and just dumped right out of the ring. Um, What a payday. I'll say that. But the other thing is, uh, and I didn't even catch this watching the show. I might have to go back and actually check this out. Apparently her entrance got botched because they started doing the countdown from like 10 or nine. And during the countdown, her music hit and Michael Cole just goes, Nia Jax or something like that. (laughs) Any like bit of surprise. I mean, I guess it's either that or he goes, wait, is it? You gotta be kidding me when it's like, dude, we all know who it is. Shut up. Yeah. Well, maybe that maybe Vince is booking it because of all the shit she said. Bring her back for this one match because they brought back Braun Strowman oh. in the men's, and oh, they just want to beat her ass. And ex- she's back, she, back. Yeah, she. They're selling T-shirts. If you go to their show, no. they're gonna be shot. She's oh, she's a, she's oh, back on the roster. She's back. She's on the a roster, wrecking dude. ball. She's a wrecking ball. She injured like yeah. fifteen people just last year, or what, or before she got fired and stuff. They must so. have figured out they need some women, so. that spreadsheet they just forgot to sort it and they're like oh god we're low on women get them back yep (laughs) oh man yeah well final thoughts on the royal rumble i don't know it's yeah you can't even really put a rank on it nowadays but if i haven't seen the main event of this royal rumble yet i'm going to after we get off tonight and i bet it's going to be great so I don't know where you guys rank it, but I'd say it was just middle of the road, in my opinion. It would have been horrible if that last match wouldn't happen. It would have been a shit show. Trust yeah, me. Really? People already like shit on it. That, yeah, they, that, that match saved them. Yep, for sure. I couldn't agree more. I can't imagine the show without the main event. Um, it would have been, been, a, it would have been a shit show. It would have been like, this is it? This is, yeah. this is shit. 
even the last match wow. and and Mike definitely go back and watch it cuz I mean it's it's the Royal Rumble main event but for what it was the match itself was just there it it, it was yeah. it, there was a couple okay spots but it was not anything you haven't seen before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you if, uh, you said you watched everything but the last match, Mike. Yes. Oh, I was going to say I was going to say if you haven't watched everything, I would just go to the last match and go yeah. fast no, forward through it. Well, I, I wouldn't say I watched it. I folded it was my on. laundry to the pitch yeah, black yeah, match. Yeah. I yeah, vacuumed I was... with like the women's match on, like did chores. Yeah. All the way up to it, just to yeah, you know, keep an eye on ramen. it. I was making frozen ramen and doing some other stuff, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much what I do now with the WWE. If I do turn it on, it's usually just to have something in the background to keep up just enough, like just see who's who's on. We'll get to um, the mailbag real quick for promo of the week. Well, this one comes from Mike Mayo, and he's from Daytona, Florida. He's like, time's been rough but I crank out a little jog and start reminding my family if you smell what Mike is cooking. I don't know what jogging has to do with this promo, but maybe we'll hear if it's related or not, because this is a rock promo from 1999, September 6th, right in the thick of the Attitude Era. And I love a good rock promo, so thank you, Mike, for submitting this. So let's hear what we got. Finally, the rock has come! Kane, you think you impress the rock when your music hits, all the lights go out, you got fire coming out of the post, fire shooting out of your ass, you got fire coming out of everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you're doing jumping jacks, you're happy because Kane can talk. The big red can finally speak. Well, Kane, the rock says this. He's in a giving mood tonight. You come on out here. The Rock's got a little gift for you. He'll give you this microphone right here so you can talk in front of the millions of Rock's fans. Take your little voice gimmick, stick it to your throat, and say this. My name is Kane. And I am a Rudy Poo candy ass. And The Rock says this, Kane, that little voice box you used to use, you've left The Rock with one choice on what to do with it. The Rock says he'll take your little voice box, take all the batteries out, Lube it up, turn that some sideways, and stick it straight up, you can't be Gotta love The Rock in 1999. Nice little deep oh, cut. Classic. I rock. could watch those classic all rock. day. Those are so good. So growing up, uh, I, I mean, I watched all the Attitude Era. I actually have a VHS tape called Know Your Role, and it's the best of The Rock from that era. And I've swear this promo's on there 
all his promos were great. Every week watching. Oh, yeah. Week, oh, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there were two things I look forward to every week. Well, maybe three, depending on the week. But it was, what is Stone Cold Steve Austin going to do to Vince McMahon this week? Because regardless of what he was going to do, JR would open with, Stone Cold is here, and he's in a bad mood. Yeah, he's always in a bad mood, dude. So you'd have that. You would have the Ministry of Darkness or whatever The Undertaker was doing at the time, like crucifying Stephanie McMahon on a flaming cross. And you had The Rock coming out, cutting an awesome promo, especially like, man, it was so cool when he was a heel. And then I remember the moment he turned babyface as a member of the corporation and he turned on Shane McMahon and it was just golden. And after that moment, from then on, every promo of The Rock cut was great. I don't remember where in his career this one was, but God, yeah, just constantly entertaining. Can't say enough good things about him. Totally. And Matt, if you still have Know Your Role, I'd love to see it. Is it like a, a mixtape or was it something you could buy? No, it's something you could buy. It's definitely a WWF, like one of the tapes you could buy back in the day. They would have all these mashups where it's just like yeah. kind of the best of, more or less. So yeah. Nice. If you can find yourself still a got VCR, it? Uh, hey, let's do it. All right. All right. I'll check out eBay and see if we can get uh, it for five bucks or something. Perfect. I saw, I saw a sign in the crowd. You suck, Cody. Okay. I saw, I saw a sign in the crowd. It's starting. I saw a sign. There's, there's a couple <laughs> smart fans out there. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> give it, give yes. it time. Oh man, it'll be great to see the uh, the cards fall t- on this. Give it time. Uh, and how it's it falls unbelievable. Out. I want the guy to lose his mind, man, because he wants to be a good guy loved by the fans so bad. We saw it in AEW slowly lose his mind into, like, an alternate reality. It made me think that I was crazy. Like, what does this guy not get? It's in his face. People are yelling clearly at him, and he still Fuck you, carries Cody, on. you know? Ah. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's another thing we forgot in that, in that, in that post-match, too. That fuck you Raymond Rob, Roman chat was really good too. They got yeah. a fuck you Roman chat going really good. That's the post matches is as that saved that show, dude. Because there, there was a lot going. Roman did good. Sammy did great. The fans it was like a it was like an AEW crowd <laughs> finally. Mike, when awesome. you go back and watch it, uh, quite frankly, you like you it. Pro- you probably even skip the match. Just get straight to the yep. angle afterwards. Okay. And it, yep. it's, yeah. Unless you want to, unless you really, yeah, unless you really want to watch the match. I mean, I, no. the only the only good thing in the match was if you when you go forward, if you see, look at when uh, Roman throws uh, uh, Steen against the, the stairs a couple times. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty cool. Like I'm wondering the magic of how he didn't get fucked up from that. But after that, then go to the end. It's good. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, and it's only because you're some of my best friends, and this may shock you. But you're not watching it? (laughs) I hate seeing Roman Reigns wrestle last on a main event. It is probably the thing that, like, I just hate. His 10-minute entrance. 10-minute entrance, 20-minute outro for five spears, 10 Roman super punches, and whatever something else. Yeah, I don't stupid, need to see it. Him stupid gloves, his stupid pants, his stupid boots. All of it's <laughs> all of it's a cartoon, dude. It's no man's gonna fight like that, dude. If know? I did, 
you know what I should do? Anytime there's a Roman Reigns match, I should start doing crunches until it stops. And if I come oh. out of this with a six or a twelve pack, it shouldn't shock you. Oh Your yeah, core would be strong. It'd be. I'm gonna miracle. maybe try this. I'm gonna maybe try this. Cause you know what? I'm turning over new leaf this year. I want to practice, you know, good healthy living, but also keep some wise words in my mind at all times while I'm doing these crunches too. Oh really? Well, what kind of wise words are you thinking? Super simple. Just stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H. Woo, he's back.